and welcome, friends of the podcast, to season three, episode two of the Right Right Podcast, The Fallacy of Resolutions. I am Elon. I'm John. I'm Craig. And I'm Elena. And we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions, uh, or resolutions in general, I think, because we are continuing with our theme of new beginnings, and resolutions seem to be one of the most popular topics of discussion surrounding the new year, and they are frequently very controversial because uh, they don't work for everyone, um, they can even be counterproductive, they can be a source of stress or uh, shame, there's, there's a lot of problems with the resolution framework, but I do think that there is something to be said for the power of resolving in some fashion to take action for yourself. Um, and that can be in any direction. Um, but is it, is there something about the pressure of the new year's resolution? And I'm doing air quotes there, uh, that is different from somehow resolving to make change in your life. So that's sort of what I wanted to talk about, um, today with our podcasters. Um, so I guess, I guess we'll start at the super high level. Do you make new year's resolutions? Let's start with you, Elena. Um, yeah, so I've something I've done. Uh, I've always like liked to do resolutions. I'm one of those list people um, who makes you know lists for my lists, and it's just on and on it goes into a rabbit hole forever. Um, but I found that last year I kind of tried to take a different approach to my New Year's resolutions, and it ended up you know the odds worked much more in my favor in terms of following through with them. Um, because what I've found is that when I give myself a really concrete number based sort of goal, it usually doesn't happen. Um, because if I get like even slightly behind, I freak out and I'm like, Oh, I, I didn't accomplish it. So if I set a goal to like blog once a week, if I miss it one week, I'm thrown off for the whole rest of ever. And I feel like I've failed. So my kind of thing that I did going into 2017 and it seemed to work pretty well. So I'm doing it again this year is just making very broad sweeping kind of goals. Um, like, you know, I, I've made it a goal last year. Uh, I had one goal where I knew in my head, I was like, I wanted to blog at least once a month. And the only month in which I didn't was I think like October and that's because like literal nothing exciting was happening in my life. Um, but like this year I've kind of done the same thing. I'm like, just blog more is kind of my goal. Um, just get more into a regular habit of doing it. But I know if I sit there and tell myself, you have to do this many numbers of those blogs a month, then I'm just going to fall short and feel bad about myself. So I've found that when it comes to resolutions, being more broad and general in them, like is, a goal that tends to work for me a lot better. Hmm. Yeah, I um, I, I find your comment about the numerical goal really interesting because um, I have that same thing where if I'm behind, I sort of like throw up my hands and I'm like, well, I'm behind. Like the 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 effort required to catch up is just more than I can give right now and in general so i'm just gonna be behind and that is usually why nanowrimo ends up being like a just like a smoking pile of debris instead of uh, me being motivated with the finished product at the end of the month um but let, let's let's kick it over to uh, craig and john um do you guys do new year's resolutions do you resolve at the new year to do something um i 
put together a few every year. Um, like the two of you, I do find that if I put a numerical number on, of course, numbers are numerical. If I put a numerical aspect on the resolution, then, you know, you miss it once and then you might as well drop the whole thing. Um, so I try to do goals or resolutions where I use more of or less of. So I want to do more of something or I want to do less of something. Um, the only exception is with the number of words that I write in a year. I make I find that if I make a super high unattainable goal, then I try to reach it anyway. And I write a whole lot more than if I had put a realistic goal on it. So for the last three years, my goal has been to write half a million words in a year. I've never done it. I've gotten somewhat close. I might hit it this year, but uh, like I know I won't hit it uh, unless things turn out really weird for a year. Um, but if I would just say I want to write more, well, with, when it comes to writing, I don't know what write more would turn out to be. This is going to be a weird year. It's going to be a weird year. See, that blows my mind, though, because, like, I've been doing NaNoWriMo for this year was my 13th year doing it. And I was just, I was, like, this close to hitting half a million words as my lifetime total <laughs> like, <laughs> of words that I typed in NaNo. And I was so angry with myself that I did not get to that. I think I got, like, 400, like, 80-something thousand I was like, ah, I was like, I have to stare at this number for another year. I hate everything. And I think that's really one of your mad, New Year's resolutions to hit half I, a million yeah. words in nano. No yeah. pressure. Oh well, I've already written that much. I've like, yeah, I've already, I've definitely written that many words like outside of nano. If you were to factor in all the writing I do, but it just makes me really mad that I have to stare at that number for another ten and a half months. Um, that, yeah, you know, it's something about that notion of your resolution kind of staring you in the face and whether or not that is a motivator or a demotivator, um, I think is really dependent on the person's psychology, um, more so than the structure of resolutions themselves. And I think people sort of work under the assumption that resolutions are universally effective, um, when... I think that the evidence is to the contrary. Um, but for those people for whom it is super effective, it is incredibly effective. Um, John, right before we hit record, was about to tell us his like super interesting, profound thing that he does uh, where he plans out his life um, in like chunks. So please, John, regale us with your <laughs> wisdom. Um, <laughs> no so pressure. I have, a, I, I have a habit that I've been developing over the last year and a half or so where I will spend one day, not the whole day, but I, I usually like I pick Sunday for example. And, and for an hour or two, I will reflect on the previous week. And while I do this, um, I try to, I, well, I pick up on what I wanted to do the previous week and how I actually did. And I, I make note of some milestones, some struggles, and then what I do is I set some intentions of what I'd like to do the following week. Um, and that is based on looking at how things actually went. So over every week, I'm, I've gradually been evolving and steadily improving how I work. I also do this at the annual level. So in December, like I had sort of three weeks of 
a little bit more downtime. I wanted like I I wanted that to be my holiday, but that didn't quite work out. But I still had a little bit more time to socialize, spend time with friends and family over the holidays. And I did sort of an annual level where it's the same idea. I reflected on the whole year and how it went. Um, and this is my first year doing doing it completely like with this habit. The previous year I did it a bit, but not on the same level. So uh, it was really interesting, though, to look at what I thought I was going to do last year and then to pick up on it and look how I did and then set new intentions um, because a lot happens during a year. Like there's things that, you know, like th that's why I think making a New Year's resolution, especially if it's habits you want to keep up over the whole year, can be kind of um, – it's sort of like – if you have a fleeting moment where it's like, well, these are things I could do this week versus what is like a big thing you're doing this year? Like if I look at last year, I mean, I wrote two drafts of my novel. So that's that's pretty big. And and I looked ahead into the year and it's like, OK, I have publication date looming. I have two big dates that are coming up and one will be like early 2019. And that means I'm going to have to do some heavy duty drafting. And that keeps me on track. So as the year goes and you know, maybe I'll be running after a shiny new idea. Um, I I know, no, I can't do that. Well, I'd like to, but it's like I have this commitment. So so things like that. I find when it comes to making resolutions, I don't, I try, I try to save those um, big changes for the weekly level. Like what are, what are like little things I can change today? Like what are the habits that I'm living in and how can I make small changes? Because I think when we need to change our lives, it's, you know, it's it's little things we do, and we ha it has to be sustainable. I know, like when I look at my journals and stuff that I intended, it's like you no, know, that you know, I I intend to do stuff and it just doesn't happen. And so I acknowledge that rather than trying to be a perfectionist and change too much. So, yeah, that's that's my spiel. That uh, that did not disappoint. Um, there's there's a lot to think about with what you said. I think especially looking at how um, there is an inherent fallacy in the New Year's resolution, and that is an assumption of consistency um, in the environment in which you intend to meet your personal goals. Um, and there is no way to guarantee that consistency. And I think that last year um, was an excellent example of that for a lot of Americans, a lot of people around the world who just like, a lot of our resolutions kind of went out the window because we became obsessed with and entirely glued to the political landscape and how much it had changed and how volatile it became and a lot of people were just like stopped writing and people were stopping just like I, c I can't do it i have to keep up i have to keep up i have to keep up and that is a major change and that'll break down any promise that you make yourself and the expectation that things will go as we expect them to is inherently fallacious uh, that word sounds way too much like oh. a like a bad yeah, word. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> which we can talk about next month when we're doing our love and sex podcasts, um, <laughs> or on deep desires, whatever. But uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, I've I've been thinking a lot about this idea just um, because I experience personal disappointment really viscerally and i think that's true for a lot of people like if i disappoint myself i feel i just make myself feel so much worse and i feel like signing up for a resolution 
which is based on the assumption that things will remain consistent in my life, is a recipe for feeling really bad about myself at some point later in the year. Uh, and so, but but I still want to resolve to do things that uh, that will benefit me, that will challenge me, uh, that will help me to grow creatively. So I, I'm, I'm of two minds. I want desperately to resolve to make change. I don't want to have to tie that to a quantitative uh, look at my life and my world, and I don't want to tie it to some you know, obscure notion of the calendar. But there is something that's kind of magical about the world around you making these big decisions or, you know, everyone's going to the gym together in January and then the number just goes like in February, (laughs) which I've seen, you know, like when I was a, when I was an avid rock climber, like January's were insane, almost unpleasantly so. And then February would be sweet, you know, because like it's just empty. Um, and, And that says a lot about New Year's resolutions, I think, um, that there's a lot of initial enthusiasm uh, which leads to uh, inertia. Um, well, that's one thing I really like about um, what Craig was saying about treating it in just a less and more sort of mindset. Um, like, I want to do more of this thing. Um, I want to accomplish it like at a higher level as opposed to just like, okay, well, I have to do X, Y, and Z to achieve, you know, A, B, and C. Like, if you just kind of look at it in this mindset of, I want to do this thing that I already do on a more frequent basis, it kind of puts you in a mindset where you're like, this is a thing I've already accomplished. I can, so that means I can continue to accomplish it. I just want to try to push myself further. Um, But one thing I also really recommend when it comes to uh, the idea of kind of like keeping up your resolutions, like throughout the year um, is on, and I know John was talking about this as well, is just journaling was game changing for me. Um, I always have a post or not a post. I'm thinking of blogs. Um, I always have an entry in my journals that I do um, like at the very end of the year in which I, I look back and I'm like, Hey, so I did, you know, all of these things, this is what I have accomplished this year. And I don't sit there and go, well, I didn't accomplish this. And it kind of just makes me feel a lot better to look at the things that I did do. And then in the first like week of January, I'll do another one in which I'm like, these are the goals that I have for this year. And as I said, kind of like they've gotten more abstract as the years have gone on. And I found that that's been a lot better. Um, but it's always really nice, though, at the very end of the year to kind of like look back at what I wrote in January and be like, oh, I did do that thing. Like it's it kind of gives you this fun sense of like accomplishment when you are able to write it down somewhere, because I think a lot of people just are like, oh, well, I'll do this. And, you know, like you said, by February, they forgot they even said they were going to yeah. do it. But there's something it's about like writing it down. It's hard kind of... to build a habit. Building a habit is just hard. And yeah. resolving to do so in January and hoping that the simple act of resolving to do so is what will build the habit is not going to work. Um, well, cause if that were like, the case, then you could make resolutions every month. Yep. You'd be like, well, March time to, you know, new March, new me. Like people never yep. say that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's you know? interesting what you said about abstraction because, uh, I've, I've thought a lot about my last year, um, because I definitely didn't meet, a number of goals that I'd set for myself and I met and eclipsed other goals that I had only set for myself in the abstract. I really wanted last year, I, I told myself that I, w- I was going to level up as a writer and there are air quotes around that too, because I didn't know what that meant, but I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be whatever it means to be, 
to take it to the next level, I'm going to do that. And I, I did. Like, I, I grew my network. I took uh, classes. I went to Worldcon. I hung out with, like, Jeff and Ann Vandermeer. Like, I did a bunch of stuff that is, like, insane. And I look back at that time, and I'm just like, it was surreal. And I just threw myself into it. And the benefits of that uh, sort of, like, extreme... I just, like, threw myself, and then there was just so much momentum that I couldn't stop, and it's still paying back dividends uh, in a way that I'm I'm honored and, and honestly pretty humbled that it has paid back so well to just sort of put myself out there in that capacity. And, I'm, and I was thinking about what it is that I can do this year similarly to set myself that kind of, like, a abstract leveling up goal, and I realized that I'd already kind of done that without even being consciously aware of it. I was just... I've just been thinking about it a lot and there's there's are things that I want to accomplish and I just kind of was already on the path of, of doing those things and I never made a, a verbal commitment to myself or a nonverbal commitment to myself it was just on my mind and I was like well that's what I'm gonna chase um, but I didn't win nano last year even though I made an amazing plan that was totally gonna work but it didn't in it at all uh, I didn't sell any stories, even though I was like, I'm going to do that too. Like these, these tangible goals that I set myself, I failed unilaterally and the intangible goals, I feel like I really succeeded at. So I think that that notion of abstraction is actually really helpful. And I think that it ties in, in a nice way to what John was saying and to what Craig was saying. Like Craig sets himself such a lofty goal that it might as well be abstract. John Mm -hmm. has these high sort of like these overarching notions uh, with a lot of flexibility for change as as it happens, uh, accepting change, which means that that framework does exist in the abstract. It's when we say to ourselves, "I will do this thing," that it becomes very difficult to meet that goal. So I'm I'm I think that I think that it's really interesting to to address that notion of the harder we try to hold ourselves rigidly into a behavior pattern, the more difficult it is to do so. But the more we allow ourselves the flexibility and the awareness of things being complicated, uh, the more satisfied we can be with ourselves at the end of the thing. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, this, and especially in me. like twenty. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. I'm, I'm super oh. done. I, <laughs> I was going to say, and like, especially you know, in the days and times we live in, um, I think that it is definitely really difficult for for some people. I know. I've had very, very intense mental health struggles, you know, long before uh, Achito became president and it just kind of made it worse. Um, um, but, you know, like I was able to this past year, I was able to kind of improve my mental health and finally start like seeking help for that. Um, and it just that was something that I know really helped to kind of trigger a more positive mindset for me. And so it's I will say say this much about people trying to set goals is that like you have to remember to be kind to yourself um, and it's really really hard to do that sometimes like it sounds so easy when you say it that way and and I know that because I've been through that but kindness to yourself and to your you know fellow fellow writers and your fellow friends who are like helping you along with your goals um and we didn't really touch on this much but it is something I would encourage is letting other people know what your goals are because accountability can be huge, not just in somebody else now knows that this is a goal that I have, but it's also, you can just then be encouraging to that person. Like 
you know, I, I know that like Elon, you kind of had told me a little while ago, like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about grad school. And so now I keep trying to be like, how's the grad school thing going? How's it going? Like you doing the thing? Is the thing doing? It's been awesome. I honestly having you you check in every once in a while has been really helpful because I sent out my first letter of rec request and I didn't hear back and I was kind of disheartened and I was like, ah, maybe I shouldn't do this. And then I, I like had the energy one day and I was like, I'm doing the rest of them right now. And then it all went really well, and I ha- and I got a chance to tell you about how well that all went, and that was a really positive exchange. Um, so I, th- I think that that's totally on- that's a that's a wonderful suggestion to whatever your goal is, make it super abstract, and uh, then tell someone about it that 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 um, <laughs> that will be a positive uh, positive reinforcement, um, and just sort of like checking in on you. Um, I like that a lot. That's a good. Uh, that's a good like assignment. Uh, given that we are at 20 minutes and approaching the end of our time, um, John, Craig, do you guys have anything that you want to say? I feel like Elena and I did the Elon thing, the ELA well, thing. I, I was going to add something that it's kind of like that. Uh, the, the accountability thing was with my with my book. I decided to self publish it and set a date. And set the set set a release schedule just like I would if I was traditionally publishing, and um, I found that putting it out, I have wanted to give up on this thing many times this year. Like there's been points where I'm like, I'm this is nuts. I I should quit. I should move on to something else. And that's normal with writing. You go through. Uh, apparently Neil Gaiman is on the phone with his agent, um, wanting to give up on the current book he's writing whenever he's writing it saying this is garbage it's never going to be any good and That's his agent tells him his agent tells him every time he's like you say this every time you know <laughs> and yeah. so you know if, if neil gaiman who is a great novelist goes through that with each of his novels which are all brilliant you know i, I don't think there's one he's released that hasn't landed well um you know, I, it's normal as a writer. So that has really helped me, though, just drive me forward. I mean, I pushed through. I finished the fourth draft of my book, uh, day, like uh, December 30, 30th, so the day before the the year ended. Um, and wow. I was about to bail in that last week. <laughs> and, you know, I, but so it's, it's having that push to say, like, I need to finish this and knowing that that's out there. And it's like I'm going to embarrass myself if I don't follow through on it, that that's really helped me a lot. So yeah, I can definitely relate on the accountability. Uh, I wanted to jump in and uh, add to something Elena mentioned about at the end of the year, looking back at what you wrote on January 1st. Uh, in my family, we meet on New Year's Day and we read each other a summary of everything we did the previous year. And it doesn't have to be like, it's not always big accomplishments. So if you don't really, if you think you don't have an exciting life, you still have things to add. So like you put on your age, if you have pets, you put how old your pets are. If you're in a relationship, it's how many years it's been, you know, what are you doing at your job? And then if you have had accomplishments or, you know, how many words have you written? How many books have you self-published? How many books have you read? And so it's like, no matter what you do in life, you can still fill in half a sheet or a sheet. And then we end that by adding our resolutions or our goals for the coming year. And my mom keeps them all in a binder. So after we read through what we did in the past year, she'll open up the binder and we'll look at the resolutions I had made a year ago and we'll see how it lines up. And so it's I been, think your mom and I would yeah. get along. Yeah. That's really sweet. A, That's a really sweet thing to do. Really <laughs> We'd be buddies. 
that's, that's awesome. a good prompt. Yeah, yeah. that's something that I like that should, a lot. Everyone, it's a very do. sweet thing to do, especially because, you know, not not to belabor the point over much, but to to go from one year to the next, uh, making it through the sequence of days, um, is an achievement because life is difficult. And like, you know, last year we ended up talking about all these really interesting things that I've been thinking about a lot about this, this notion of what is it that, that the time that I spend earning my keep, uh, really means to me and like what is it that my my personal interests are that really mean what does that mean to me and what do my relationships mean to me and what what is the balance between my writing life my living life and my working life and all of those things just the sequence of events that took place over 365 days in each of those realms of my life are remarkable it's a bunch of stuff tons of stuff happened and it's easy to get bogged down in these details but to just kind of like take a really high level view of your own year and be like well i am a year older my pets are a year older my relationship is a year older at my job this happened like those are things that make it really easy to start the it just sort of like lubricates those gears and you're like wait i did a bunch of stuff actually and it just you takes that jobs like 46 times or so well yeah i <laughs> i like change jobs like like t-shirts uh i had three jobs last year <laughs> so uh but i'm not going anywhere for a while maybe I don't Good. know, probably, I don't know, maybe. You got a cool we'll, job. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, Sounds cool. No, like knowing that. me, I'm going to have three more jobs this year, so. Um, it's it's all good. But, uh, but friends, listeners, resolve to do something that is totally abstract. Become the jellyfish you always wanted to be, and then tell a friend about it who will check in on whether or not you're growing the necessary tendrils and electro organs. Can I be a unicorn instead? If you so desire. I do. <laughs> All right. So thank you, podcasters, for joining me. Thank you, listeners, as always, for joining us. And we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>